0: There's only one thing I want to do better than jump in a tank right now, and that's have some food. <laughs> We've got an amazing lunch that's going to be ready for us shortly. And, um, but if you can turn your Bibles this morning to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. We're gonna start at verse one and read down to verse six. Here we go. We ready? Good. It says, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live to it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in death death like this, we will certainly also be reunited with him in resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. How many know that's good news? Here the Apostle Paul is saying, and this morning I want to share a few thoughts on not only to encourage those who have been baptized this morning, but also to encourage us. Because sometimes, if if you've been in church, if you've been following Jesus a little while, sometimes we don't revisit these waters of baptism very often. And even if you've been baptized, maybe it was a year ago, maybe it was 10 years ago or 50 years ago, I think it's important that we come back because... It's interesting that Jesus, before he started his ministry, was baptized, the very first thing. And right after he died was the resurrection, after he, just before he ascended to heaven. How many know that in Matthew 28, he said some pretty phenomenal words? And as he was going up into heaven, you know that the last thing he said was, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is a significant thing. This is bookmarked at the beginning of our walk with God and right through it's. It's it's not meant to be discarded along the way. Here in these couple of verses, the Apostle Paul is saying, hey, the significance of baptism, not only is it something where we get united with Christ in his resurrection, but it's something we unite with him in his death. If you've been here for a little while you realize that we love to celebrate God doing doing healing people breakthrough just miracles things that are impossible to man but they're possible to God How many know that you can't have a resurrection without a death And here in these passages, Paul's talking about saying, hey, you're not only just united with Christ in resurrection, but you're also united with him in death. I love resurrection. I love the stories of breakthrough. I love the testimonies. We emphasize that here and rightly so. But we can't forget that like Paul says, not only we're united in his resurrection, that means we're also united in his death. That actually means that the Lord will actually, and I think it's been said this morning, that the Lord will often call us to things that aren't comfortable, that are not convenient, that are difficult that push against our natural instincts in the pursuit of being a follower of Jesus this is the normal life to be a follower of Jesus i said to the guys this morning at our, our at our class i said we don't just get baptized and then and then and then right off into the sunset how many of that would be amazing if we could be baptized. Now, we believe God does incredible things and we'll never stop contending for that. But there also is this this sharing in the life of Christ that is not comfortable. It's not convenient. It's not always easy. And here the Apostle Paul not only says, hey, we partner with him in victory and resurrection, we partner with him in laying down his life, laying down our lives. This week, I was reading the story again of actually when Jesus got baptized in Luke chapter 3. And I was hit afresh again the fact that it wasn't convenient for Jesus to get baptized in the Jordan River. Oftentimes, when I've read this passage, this is how I thought the passage is gone. Jesus is walking along one day, you know, as he does just admiring everything. And then he sees like John over there baptizing people. He goes, oh, yeah, I should do that. That's right. I was going to do that. And then he waltzes over to John and says, hey, can you squeeze me in? (laughs) Yep. Awesome. Get baptized. Amazing. Let me tell you what actually happened. Jesus actually traveled from Nazareth to the Jordan River to be baptized. That is an 80 kilometer journey. 80 kilometers. They didn't have Tesla cars there to take him. This was a journey. This was uncomfortable. This was inconvenient. This was, even the very act of baptism is inconvenient. It's vulnerable. It's awkward. And here Jesus was. He traveled for days and days and days to be baptized because it was the will of the Father. How many know that it's not always comfortable being submerged in water in front of people? It's not always convenient. Ask the ladies who have just spent a couple of hundred dollars on a hairdo. This is the quickest way to mess that up, I'm sure. But the point is that there's something about a public display and say, I'm going to follow Jesus, even into something that might seem a little weird. It might be a bit awkward. It might be uncomfortable, but we're saying yes to follow him. I'm not going to talk long this morning, but there's a few things I want to touch on. Baptism shows us, it tells us that not only is Jesus our Savior, but He's our Lord. He's not only our Savior, but He's our Lord. Not only do we come to Him and we receive the benefits of coming into His family, but we come to Him and say, we entrust you with our life. This is the message of the gospel. It means that even when we don't understand things, we just trust Him. I think someone shared that in their testimony this morning. They just want to trust God. It's profound. That even though we don't understand everything, we just trust Him. I know there's people and they just can't understand in their mind why they need to be baptized in water. And you can sit down and try and explain it to people, but at the end, at the end of the day... We do it primarily because he commanded us to do it. It's that simple. And this is the whole life of following Jesus as we look at baptism this morning, is that not only does it start at baptism, but everything. There'll be things that don't make sense. There'll be misunderstandings. There'll be stuff that goes on in our life and we have to continue. Just trust him. He's not just our saviour, but he's also our Lord. We don't come to him and just say, hey Jesus, we come to you because we know that there's all provision in the kingdom of God. We don't just come to him because he answers prayer, although he does. We don't just come to him for the amazing inheritance that we have as sons and daughters of the king. But we also come to him and say, hey, we actually give you control of our life. We lay our life down and we allow you to direct our life, our will, our emotions, our actions, our decisions is all laid down on the altar of sacrifice to the Lord. How many have ever heard the analogy when we give our life to Christ and we're born again? And and we and Jesus comes and I love this analogy because it's like the analogy of driving a car and it's like he comes and he sits in the driver's seat and he drives the car and he directs us and he he influences our life and I love that. And that can happen at these moments of baptism. But what happens two years later? What happens two months later, ten years later? Sometimes we seem to push Jesus out of the driver's seat and all of a sudden he's in the passenger seat and we're driving who's ever been there yeah and we feel okay about it because we're driving now but he's still within reach and we look over and we think great this is awesome I've still got Jesus sitting here next to me he's still involved in my life I still go to church I still give some money. I still care for the poor. I still do the, all these things I should be doing. But we feel comfortable because we're in control of our life now. And we look over and we feel comfortable because he's in view. Sometimes he even ends up in the back seat. But we still feel comfortable because he's still in the car. How many know sometimes he can end up in the boot? It's true. For whatever reason we say Jesus, I know you're important, I know you love me, but for this season things are just going so good. I'm just I'm just driving my life how I want it so well that to be honest, there's no more room for you in the car. I relegate you to the boot. And you know what happens? You're driving along one day and you hit a pothole. What happens when you hit a pothole? You blow a tire. What's the first thing you do? You get out. What do you do? You open the boot to get to your spare wheel. And then at that moment you go, Ah, oh, Jesus, I need you. I need you because I've got a problem. And oftentimes this is how we live. And I want to encourage us this morning as followers of Jesus that, that maybe you've, you've been baptized years ago, but maybe you need to be reacquainted this morning and to the power, to the essence, to the significance of water baptism. That oftentimes we can relegate God who was once in control of our life, piloting our life, a significant voice and influence in our life, all of a sudden, because of busyness, priorities, disappointments, circumstances, you fill in the blank, he's in the boot. And in a moment of desperation, we cry out for him for an answer. Where's God sitting in your vehicle today? Is he influencing and driving and, 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 and moving you forward? Or are you comfortable with your life as it is with him just in earshot? The reality is that it will cost you everything. Following Jesus will cost you everything. It'll cost you your reputation. It'll cost you your career. can cost you your aspirations, your title, your status. All these things. We lay them down, but the beautiful thing is that he breathes fire upon it and makes something beautiful out of it. The exchange is incredible. But this morning, I don't want to talk so much about the exchange. I want to talk about just the cost, that it will cost us something. To come here this morning, and as I've chatted with the guys that have been baptized this morning, they all have a deep conviction that this will cost them something. They all have a deep conviction that this is just not a, a... a tradition where they're going to get wet. It's actually going to cost them something. It's going to cost their life. But the exchange is incredible. Let me read you some scriptures that aren't always spoken about. Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ. It is no, no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Luke chapter 9, verse 23 says, And he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Galatians 5:24 says this: And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. John 12, 24, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Mark eight thirty five says, For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will find it. The whole gospel is full of, of this sacrifice, of this thing that it literally will cost us everything to follow Jesus. I just want you to close your eyes for a moment. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're here in this place. I just pray right now that you would come and do what you do best. Encourage, convict, come beside us and show us the truth. Just as your, your eyes are closed, I just want to encourage you this morning. Maybe you've been a Christian for many, many years. Maybe you need to revisit the waters of baptism today. Is he your savior and lord? Do you unify with Christ not only in his resurrection, but his death and the sacrifice of what he modeled? Maybe you're here today and you've never made a decision for Jesus. Maybe you've sat here this morning and you've heard what's been said and the, the incredible decision that these people have made to follow Jesus. Today's your day of saying yes to him. Before our first daughter was born, The doctors told us we had to get a whooping cough vaccination. How many know that a vaccination gives you a little bit of something so you don't get the real thing? And we got this whooping cough vaccination and that was great and actually stopped us from getting the whooping cough. I just feel this morning there's some people here that you've had a little bit of church. You've had a little bit of religion and it's actually inoculated you from the real thing. Just like my vaccine with the whooping cough inoculated me from the real disease. And this morning I believe there's people here and you've just had a little bit of something and it's caused bitterness or unbelief or whatever it is in your heart. And it stopped you from ever experiencing our relationship with God. Not just knowing about Him, but knowing Him personally. The way we open up to experience Him is a through surrender. If that's you and you feel like your heart's been hard, I feel like the Lord's impressing upon you this morning, that your whole, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. We're not going to take long, but we're going to take an opportunity now. If anyone's here and you want to receive Jesus, you want your sins forgiven, you want to come in right relationship with him, just raise a hand so I can see it. Just quickly, if there's anyone here this morning, you want to say yes to Jesus. Maybe you've done it before, but you're not sure if you're right with him. Anyone this morning, just before we go? Thank you. Anybody else? You want to say yes to Jesus. You want to be sure that you're forgiven of sin. Anybody else this morning? You want a brand new start? Yes, thank you. I see that hand down the back. Two people here are saying they want to be sure that they're right with God. They want their sins forgiven. Thank you. Another hand. I see that hand. Three people here are saying that they're going to draw a line in the sand today. They're going to open their heart to him. Just before we go, anyone else this morning that wants to say yes to Jesus? We're going to pray together in a moment. Why don't we pray this prayer together? Jesus, I give you my life. Thank you for giving me my sin. And today, of my own free will, I choose you. Sit in the driver's seat of my life. And from this day on, I'm going to live the rest of my life for you. Amen. Why don't we celebrate those decisions? Incredible. I want to encourage us as a church through this time of prayer we're seeing God do incredible things and I want to encourage you to keep going the 10 days of prayer might have finished but how many know that it's just the beginning where God wants to take us we haven't gone before and the 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 way that we're going to get there a big way that we're going to get there is on our knees in prayer so thank you very much thanks Carol